So today here in mid-August, we are doing a few things. We are kicking off a new school year because school is beginning again, even though it's a little weirder than we thought it would be. And we are kicking off our 75th anniversary year celebration. Now, last year was actually our 75th anniversary, but you may not have heard that we had to postpone it because of that thing. And so... Now we are here to celebrate the anniversary and we are very excited about it. 75-ish years ago, a small group of faithful people in North Dallas gathered at the local YMCA to start a new church that was built into this church that we have inherited. And over the last 75-ish years, a lot has changed. And yet certain things have really remained at the core of the identity of St. Michael and all angels. This commitment to relationships, commitment to education and learning, commitment to service beyond our walls and service to one another and care here in this community. There are so many ways in which the world has changed and so many ways that this community has stayed very true to its original founding identity and idealism. Over the years, we have become a much larger congregation and it is that becoming that is most important for us now. Because in an anniversary year, it'd be very easy to just look backwards, to look at what we have done. But not only are we looking back at what we have done and celebrating those things, we are looking forward to the community that we are becoming every day, every week, every month. And it is that becoming that I find most exciting. You see, Christianity is a commitment. Christianity is not simply something nice, but it is a big commitment that actually should direct our lives in very important ways. Christianity is actually a commitment to a life that is a bit unclear, a life that is a bit uncertain. And that might seem a little strange to say, but our faith rests in this fundamental idea that we will meet God along the way, meet God on this journey, and that God, when we are met, tells us and moves us and points us and nudges us in directions that we could not predict and oftentimes in directions we'd really like not to go, but God nudges us just the same. Today, we hear more from the gospel of John. Last week, we talked about this bread of life idea and Jesus continues with this bread of life teaching. Jesus says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. Now to us, that kind of makes sense. But can you put yourself back 2000 years ago in the first century to the people hearing this for the first time? It kind of sounds nuts. And the Jews begin to freak out because Jesus had been doing these good things that people liked. I mean, you know, healing people, that's, you know, typically a positive. And then he gets to this point and he essentially says to inherit eternal life, to receive this great gift from God, you've got to eat me. That's weird, y'all. <laughs> Jesus continues and he says in a not very subtle or metaphorical way, he says, the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. What? We after 2,000 years of Christianity, hear that in a way that has been sacramentalized. 
But what Jesus actually said to his followers was a very strange thing. In a sense, Christianity is this very odd way of being because we don't know what's going to happen when we share this sacramental life. We don't know what's going to happen to us and our lives and our community when we commit ourselves to this path of discipleship. And my confession to you is I can never read this passage from John without thinking of Alice's adventures in Wonderland. And so I want to recall this fantastic scene from Alice where she, in a sense, is told the same thing that Jesus's disciples are being told in John's gospel. So as you might remember, Alice sees the white rabbit, right, in the garden and she is bored. And so she follows the white rabbit down the hole and she falls and she falls and she falls and finally lands in this room full of doors. And she's not entirely sure what to do, but she sees a bottle that says, drink me. So she drinks it. Remember what happens? She shrinks and she can't get the key to get out of the door. And under the table, she sees a little glass box. Her eye fell on a little glass box that was lying under the table and she opened it and found a very small cake on which the words, eat me, were beautifully marked in currants. Well, I'll eat it, said Alice. And if it makes me grow larger, I can reach the key. And if it makes me grow smaller, I can creep under the door. So either way, I'll get into the garden and I don't care which happens. So she ate a little bit and she said anxiously, which way, which way? holding her hand on top of her head to feel which way it was growing. And she was quite surprised to find that she remained the same size. Now, to be sure, this is what generally happens when one eats cake. But Alice had got so much into the way of expecting nothing but out of the way things to happen that it seemed quite dull and stupid for life to go on in the common way. So she set to work and very soon finished off the cake. Jesus, in a sense... Follow me here. Jesus, in a sense, is offering us this kind of life. You see, we have found ourselves here for many different reasons. Some of us inherited this. Some of us found our way to this community. Some of us found our way to Christianity in general. Some of us here today watching, worshiping, aren't even sure if we are necessarily committed to this way of life. And what Jesus says is, if you follow me down the rabbit hole, if you drink and if you eat, you may not know exactly what's going to happen, but what will happen is purposeful and directed and meant for you. The discipleship is this unknown falling. We commit ourselves to this life and we are changed for good. We find ourselves in a different place. We find ourselves becoming different people and all for the good. Now, to be fair, this kind of discipleship proposition is a bit scary for many of us here because we like to plan and we like to know. We don't like unknown futures. And yet Jesus says, got to trust me. You got to just drink. You got to just eat. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I'm not going to tell you. But what will happen is meant for the good. Now, as we begin this anniversary year, we will look back over the months at all of the wonderful things that we have done in our 75-year history. But what I want you all to hear today 
is that we are looking forward. We are planning ahead. We are building who we will be in the future as well. This is done when we recommit ourselves to this path of discipleship. This is done when we recommit ourselves to the unknown of what God will do in our lives, how we will be changed in the future. Consider when this church was founded. 76 years ago, World War II was just ending. How profoundly uncertain was the world at that time? And yet, a group of people looked to this barren land in the north, which is wild to think about just 75 years ago, and they created a community that was committed to following the unknown path of discipleship. As we look toward the next 75 years, we might feel like the world is profoundly uncertain, as if it has never been more uncertain. And that would be just a bit self-centered because I'm pretty sure it's been at least this uncertain before. And what we have received is the confidence, the boldness, the vision, and the faith of people who came before us. And there will be people who come after us who will be looking for the same kind of rootedness, the same kind of inspiration, the same kind of foundation from which they can launch their own discipleship. And so we, you and me, we are called to recommit, even in the uncertainty, to recommit ourselves to a path that is vague and uncertain, trusting that God will guide us every step of the way. Today, in addition to new school year and anniversary year, why not have a third thing? We're launching a fall series that we are calling Gifted. Gifted, this idea that we are all gifted with unique gifts, every one of us, by God to be used in the world. As we proceed over these next few months this fall, we will begin to unpack this idea of giftedness, how we use our time, our talents, and our treasure to come together and build something bigger than any one of us can build on our own. As we unpack those different gifts, over these first few weeks, I want to invite you to consider how your gifts contribute to the work done in this community, the ministry work that we do both in and outside of these walls. Over these next few weeks, in all of our services, we will begin to turn the crystal of ministry in all of its complexity with one big idea, one big goal, and that's empowering everyone here to make a new commitment of ministry in your own life, to actually get in touch with your own gifts, to discern your own giftedness so that you can use those gifts to the glory of God here in Dallas and beyond. We are at an inflection point where churches all around us are losing their way, are losing their courage, are losing their vision, and we should not. As we celebrate our 75th anniversary, we believe and have faith that with everything wonderful that has been done, the best is yet to come. And the best is yet to come because people like 
you. Commit again. Happy anniversary. Amen.